0: listening to The Good Fight, Where Campus Meets Christ. Greetings, I am Timothy Kinneman.
1: And I am Grace Lita Gonzalez. We are your hosts for The Good Fight.
0: And today on The Good Fight, we're examining ourselves. That is, we're explaining the purpose and the nature of this very podcast.
1: We have titled this episode, The Good Fight, Maybe, because our name comes from 1 Timothy 6, which says, Fight the good fight of the faith. And, because depending on how well this episode goes, we may or may not end up posting it.
0: Right. So, uh, this is kind of a, a test to see if we can do what we're supposed to do. Um, do
1: it well. <laughs> do it well,
0: yes. And if it if we can, all the better, because that means we have our first episode. And it means that um, wonderful people are hearing our wonderful voices.
1: That sounds very delightful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and actually... You know, in in thinking of um, things not going as you originally planned them to, it, it, especially with titles, it makes me think about um, the original Star Wars movie. When it first came out, it did not have Episode Four: A New Hope.
1: Really? What was it titled?
0: Just Star Wars, I'm pretty sure. Because, I mean, think about it. It's your first thing, and you have nowhere else to go from there, in your mind. I mean, I I don't
1: right. You're not thinking about having future
0: right. Or episodes. or the prequels. I mean, those came way further down the road. So then, episode four makes no sense at all.
1: Right. You wouldn't know that there would be prequels.
0: So, who knows? Maybe we'll have prequels, and then this will <laughs> actually be episode like twenty or something.
1: Yeah, we'll have yeah intro intros
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I mean that's just one thing I can think of that is very similar to this convention of naming and I think about it because I'm you know I'm passionate about Star Wars it's something that I've grown up with I think the first time I probably watched a Star Wars episode was when I was very young and Growing up with that environment, it's it's become something that I can fall back on, you know, um, all the time when I'm having conversations with people. Like now, it's just something that I am very familiar with, and it comes readily to my mind. Um,
1: and you're able to convey that to other people.
0: Yes, it, because it's something I, I care about, you know. I mean, we could talk about whether... Caring about Star Wars is <laughs> an important thing in someone's life. Um, but, you know, there's, there's these things, Star Wars being one of them, that I care about. Um, and I very much think about when I talk to other people. Uh, it, and what's more is when I have a relationship with somebody who is also passionate about something like Star Wars, it makes it a very easy conversation topic.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think even in this case where I'm definitely not a Star Wars person and I don't have a lot of context, no way. No. it's really tragic. Um, I still have the ability to like, be interested in this conversation um, and care about what you're presenting and what you're talking about because... One, you have information, you have facts to talk about things Mm -hmm. that I would never think about, like the naming of (laughs) episodes. Um, I just wouldn't have the background for it. But the that you have, like, because you're talking about something that's interesting to you, you're able to convey that interest to me. It gives me a reason to kind of want to know more about it. I think, but also, like, it doesn't just have to be something like Star Wars. It can be something super simple, right? Like, if someone is really passionate about, say, like blueberries, and they've Mm -hmm. just researched every fact about Is this you? This would be my sister. Oh. <laughs> um, maybe not the researching facts, the consuming of the blueberries part mm. though. Uh, but like c- knowing everything about their production and the best way to produce them. It's like I could probably care less about blueberries minus the consumption part, but just getting to listen to and learn about facts that are presented in a informative way and or not even maybe facts like experiences that are presented in an informative way. Yes,
0: is, I mean experiences is- are very much like the grounding of what we talk about um and even when we talk about facts i think it's much better to hear a fact as an experience than as just like oh, for a sure
1: way more entertaining a, like
0: data point
1: <laughs> and you can remember it better
0: right it has a, context. a a story behind it mm-hmm. um kind of like the the naming thing you know it's something that has a story behind it so it's easier to remember um and of course, the more you know about something, and the more you have those stories behind the information, I think the easier it becomes to be passionate about, be passionate about what it is. Um, and that, that example of blueberries, you know, something so mundane, you know most people don't think about blueberries very, you know, in such a detailed. Such a detailed way, but I think there are certain things that everyone does think about, um, and maybe not like certain things in gen- in specific, like like everybody thinks about. Um, right.
1: Everyone's not necessarily thinking about the same thing, but
0: right. But there are things everyone is passionate about. Something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, and as you're saying, it is cool to hear their experiences with those things.
1: Right. It's like if you've ever heard someone talking about, like, a favorite character or, um, let's say, someone they, like, really look up to or are inspired by or a mentor. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to know that person to respect them or to enjoy hearing about who they are and the things that they're involved in. Right. Because someone else has a relationship with them that they treasure, that they care about, um, and they're able to convey that enthusiasm to you. hmm
0: it's like a a transfer of you know something you don't know um mm-hmm. to you via something you do know which is happens to be a person right, in this instance, yeah, <laughs> which is very con- it's very connectable with you know people are as people ourselves um when you hear another person speaking about their own experiences it's very much relatable because and especially when it's someone you're close to already somebody you know you know you share th- certain things with whether that's ideologies or experiences,
1: Other experiences <laughs> or passions
0: um, when you hear them talk about something you there's credibility to what they're saying um, which is it's kind of interesting when you think about that in terms of a podcast um, because it's like having that conversation with people you're getting to know, right. but who you don't it's actually, like the process. But who it's you like don't you and I know, know
1: each other well, but there's going to be varying levels of relationships. Some, Otherwise you're yeah, gonna build, yeah. we're building a relationship right now. Some
0: people don't, have never heard our voices <laughs> before. This is their first experience.
1: It's the beginning, <laughs> hopefully.
0: But I, I mean... Just thinking about the idea that everyone is passionate about something, um, and that people are interested to hear what other people are passionate about because it's relatable. It's you said something else about it. Like it's relatable.
1: Oh goodness, I don't remember my own words. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's well it's it's the idea of getting to know something more, right? There's knowledge behind it. Um, and most people do like to learn more things, I think, but, you know, thinking about that, I think it's also very, very, very probable. I was going to say possible, but, uh, we're going with probable that everyone listening relates to that idea.
1: Oh, for sure. Of something or someone
0: either themselves knowing themselves to be passionate about something Mm. or other people in their lives being passionate about something
1: having experienced the passion of others right Either, either experiencing the passion themselves or experiencing the passion of others
0: and would you would you title that experience of passing the information down the chain would you call that passion that exists between the person and the thing passioned passion the thing that the person is passionate about yes (laughs) um would you call that a relationship
1: i i I would say yes i think a lot of things i mean depending on obviously the context Mm -hmm. the relationship like are you gonna have a relationship with blueberries i mean like it's a little different (laughs) but i think when you're talking about other beings um I think that's, it's much more, it's clearer to say it's a relationship. I think even with blueberries, I don't know, I haven't thought this hard about it, so don't quote me on it, but <laughs> there's a chance you could still say that there's, there's a sense of a relationship with blueberries. I don't know.
0: But um, I feel like it is collo- colloquial though, to say, you know, I have a unhealthy relationship. Granted, that's true. But, that's true. Like I have an unhealthy relationship with caffeine. Right. And that pretty much just means you have an addiction.
1: I think that's a good way of putting it because we do use relationship in a manner of not necessarily with people, but um, also with things. And so, yes, I think now I would say pretty confidently that it doesn't matter what what the thing is that you're passionate for. You, de- like you have, by being passionate about it, you're creating relationship mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form.
0: And that relationship, I think, is important when we talk about conveying things to other people. Um, because it's it's really in the spirit of relationship that you speak to other people, so it's almost like a book relationship bookends the passionate person in the case that you know they're passionate about the mm-hmm. object, and they're also passionate about the maybe not passionate about, but there is another relationship with the the person they're communicating with, and then the the information about. The thing that has passion in it, the thing that the person is passionate about. You it need travels. a word for that. <laughs> yes. English needs a word just for that idea. Exactly. The passion kind of travels through those two chains of relationship.
1: Right. You get to experience the relate, or you get to experience the relationship, or maybe not experience because you're not necessarily always going to be in it, but you get to learn more about it um, if it's presented in story format. Mm -hmm. I think you get to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes. You get to have an understanding of what that relationship is like from their eyes. Um, And then you can also see kind of what it means to be in that relationship. Like, what does it look like? Um, What are you having passion for? Why are you having passion for that? Kind of breaking it up.
0: Breaking it up. And in the spirit of breaking it up, I think, you know, that's what I would like to do today. Is let's, you know, let's break, maybe not up, but let's break down (laughs) Break apart. Break apart for the for the listeners what The Good Fight is about. You know, why are we creating this podcast? As we said, our title comes from 1 Timothy 6.12. Um, do you want to go ahead and read that? Oh, sure. I know you already said a snippet of it, but I think um, just, to, just just to get the whole context behind it.
1: Yeah, so it begins, uh, Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses.
0: And before we kind of dive into that, um, I think we should explain, first of all, what the heck are we even reading from? <laughs> hey, and, we got to break it down. <laughs> yes. And second of all, uh, why we are reading from what we're reading. Yeah. So, Let's do it. So we're reading from the Bible.
1: The bibble. It's Peoples in the know, we'll call it. <laughs>
0: so, I don't know. How would you characterize the Bible?
1: Oh, I don't know. I think, well, in our just talking right now, um, I would characterize it as a story, right? A lot of it is a story. It's kind of a progression of thoughts mm-hmm. sequentially over time, recorded by various different people. Um, many. Many, many people for many, many years. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is ultimately, well, as Christians, we believe it's ultimately kind of leading to the story about of, of God, like it's telling a story of who God is
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and his relationship with people.
0: I would agree completely with that characterization, especially if it's a story. Um, I think that's something that people don't often think about the Bible as, right? They think right. about it almost as a legal document, you know, like like the Constitution. People would probably compare the Constitution more to the Bible, but I do think a story um, is, is more of an accurate de- depiction, especially when you're reading the Bible, of how it portrays its, its words. And then I would say that the reason why we read it is particularly, A, because it is a story... But then B, because it's a story we believe is true.
1: Right. That's a key point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, You know, it's it's not like a fictional story in our minds um, that we read for pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, um, I don't know. uh, Like, The Lord of the Rings. Obviously not a real story, but you read it... um, Because you derive pleasure from it, maybe because there are connections you can draw between it and real life. But here we have a book, a story that we consider is real life. And, you know, maybe you would relate that more with a history book. But I think history books also kind of tell stories.
1: Well, I think you could, this is maybe a little bit of a a different genre, but you can think of it kind of like a journal like an account of what's mm. kind of happening throughout time um, and people's recordings of, well, I think a lot of it, um, depending on the genre, it comes across differently that different parts of the Bible are written in, but um, it's people depicting kind of their relationship to God throughout in kind of not necessarily a journal like fashion, but in the same way that someone writing a journal might recount things that are going on in their life. And obviously, well, not obviously, but the Bible comes in, Different or parts of the Bible are written in different genres. So mm-hmm. you have letters and you have laws, and obviously the laws do not seem like a journal entry at all. No, <laughs>
0: no. But speaking of that, of course, letters—that's what we're looking at here, actually, in in First Timothy. So First Timothy is a letter.
1: Right.
0: It's um, one of two addressed to Timothy that we have in the Bible, um, and it's from the Apostle Paul.
1: Maybe we should talk a little bit about who Paul and Timothy are. Yes, um, <laughs> these random names. Well, especially Timothy, my name. No, yeah, Timothy, Timothy not a, to be confused with the Tim co-hosting. <laughs> um, he was not around when Jesus walked on the earth, <laughs> <Unfortunately>.
0: <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul, um, as an apostle, I, was you know one of these very early Christian figures. Who we have recorded documentation of in the Bible, he went on several missionary journeys throughout the you know the ancient region, the ancient Mediterranean region, um, and what he really did was help to establish all of these churches in that area. So um, much of the other parts of the Bible are other letters that Paul is writing to these churches that are scattered throughout the Mediterranean region, and then Timothy. Not me,
1: the other Timothy.
0: Yes, and actually, me Timothy. <laughs> e Timothy. Yes, because my name I can attest definitely comes from this Timothy. Um, he was kind of a, a pupil of Paul. Right, that's
1: a good way of putting it.
0: He was, you know, following around, oh. following him around sometimes, and uh, sometimes being sent on his own with other people. But what what he was really? I think really... Timothy
1: is also referred to as like a son to Paul at times. Or Paul refers to Timothy as though he's a son. Yeah, it's just to demonstrate how close the relationship is. Yeah, it's not like to... a
0: Columbia professor, right, <laughs> with a student.
1: It's a very deep, intimate relationship between two people.
0: And so, First Timothy naturally being the first of the two letters in the Bible that we have. I, is it chronologically too? The first one chronologically.
1: Chronologically, before Second Timothy yes i believe so i believe i don't i can't confirm okay but i believe the first one was written on, on paul's third missionary journey um so i would presume well isn't second timothy talks about paul isn't paul in jail at that point i don't know we don't know our history well enough
0: no we don't <laughs> don't quote us on we're learning this <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um by the time we get to First Timothy 6.12, it's kind of the, the end of the letter. Um, he's spoken about what he wanted to speak about primarily. Very much teaching Timothy more about um, how to take up his mantle, I think. Yeah. Um, when Paul is no longer around, how to be Paul. <laughs> um, so this is kind of like a, I don't know, a call to action. Would you say that's a fair description of... Yeah, I think so. So when he says, you know, fight the good fight of the faith, that's like an important charge if you're going to be Paul is to do this. But then when we get deeper into what does it actually mean, uh, that's a different question.
1: Right, yeah, what does it mean to fight the good fight? Oof. Especially because, well, do we want to jump to 2 Timothy 4-7? Yes. Yeah, so 2 Timothy 4-7 is also, kind of also uses the same kind of like terminology um, where it's talking about kind of good fight. Um, It says, this is so Paul talking, I have fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. And actually tangent, I think that means he was not on his third missionary journey because i think he was already in jail at this point because he would not anyway paul in, in and out of jail all the time quite
0: all the, yes
1: quite the the man i think this is i think this was his instructions near the end before he was killed mm. um yes but the word fight sorry <laughs> right, tangent there it that come like when i read that it has so many connotations it's aggressive it is aggressive it's like gonna fight me what, I mean, am i supposed to fight other people like am i supposed to take them down i'm little i'm not gonna like, take down people physically
0: i think if if people heard a podcast that had fight in the title they would think it's just like brawl sounds throughout <laughs> you know like action sound punching and everything
1: yeah which is interesting because looking up the actual word for fight here um it translates to i mean it does have a connotation to like gymnastic games to having these like competitive games where there is, I mean, literal fighting, um, which is interesting. Cause like you have that entire aspect of what does it mean to have a, a good fight?
0: Mm. If you're, yes, the, it's almost counterintuitive, right? A exactly. Good fight. Um, but thinking about how, you know, in a, in a gymnastic game context, personally thinking about how important games were in the classical mind you know that's where we the you know Greece ancient Greece is where we get the olympics right you know for these thousands and thousands of years we've had these games that are hugely important even now to the way we think about games and in in, in ancient rome as well gaming like these competitive Things, games—they're—they're they're really important, but they aren't so much like war, um, where you're fighting to destroy your opponent. Right. You're you're fighting to prove yourself, as opposed to like knock somebody down. The
1: right. The point here isn't to isn't to take someone down without kind of intention or rules, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. there's um, a structure to there's it. There's a
1: structure. That's probably a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. The fact that I think maybe when we're thinking about fight, fighting the good fight, we're supposed to think of what is, what's the fight in this context? Like, what does it mean to fight in this context? Because I think this word metaphorically means to contend, to struggle, um, like to contend with, with adversaries and um, or to struggle with difficulties and dangers. So it's like, Knowing that, that there's context for having a structure when it comes to this word fight, like what is that structure that we're looking for?
0: What is the structure that we're looking for?
1: Or that it's presenting to us. I think
0: the structure is... I mean, first of all, it hangs heavily off the good fight of the faith. Right. So it's the faith's good fight. Um, which which adds a whole new element into this idea of structure because you have to think about it in terms of there being faith as the the end goal or maybe the beginning uh, kind of commission.
1: Yeah. Well, looking at like Second Timothy four seven, which we just read, but it says I fought the good fight, and then it ends with I've kept the faith. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea of fighting the good fight and keeping the faith is interlinked with one another where Mm -hmm. they're kind of required for each other. Like to fight the good fight is to keep the faith at the very least, like it's tied at
0: the very least. Yes. And then that idea of, I think struggling with, um, non persons can be one kind of interpretation here where in order to keep the faith, you will have to fight these different struggles in your life, these moments where you're doubting, where circumstances thrown your way kind of knock you off your balance. Um, and for that, I, I think maybe a good comparison would be games where you're not so much directly facing an adversary, like boxing, but something where you're um, each person kind of has their own. Attempt, right. so maybe like archery or something, and so um, there are things you can't control, and that other people can't control, like the wind, mm-hmm. that do affect how you play the game, how you fight in the game, and I think if we if we take that interpretation, then you're looking at um, the difficult the difficulties in life that can take you away from faith right but then i think there is another kind of i don't want to say adversarial but relational
1: mm-hmm.
0: interpretation and how how would you characterize that one
1: the relational side
0: yes the relation the relationship
1: well i think it might be interesting to 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 answer that to kind of look at I mean, when Paul, this is Paul writing and he says, I have fought the Mm -hmm. good, the good fight. That has like, that has a, we have his whole life behind us. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what did he do? I think we haven't really talked about it yet. We talked a little bit briefly, but I think having context for how he describes himself is important.
0: Certainly. And I think a good place to go for that would be um, the very beginning of Romans. So this is, as we said, another letter that Paul is writing, this time to one of those early churches, um, this one in Rome, which is why it's called Romans. Shocker. And the very first verse um, where Paul is introducing himself, you know, we do this with letters today. He says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. And And he continues. But here, I think we see some important elements of what he does that portrays perhaps what the good fight is. So first of all, he says, a servant of Christ Jesus. And I think that has some uh, some more linguistic background to it. You want to get into that? Yes,
1: it does. Um, so this word basically means to devote yourself to another at the disregard of your own interests. So it's, you can think, for example, like, um, I think this can, an example of this is like parenthood. Uh, a lot mm. of times parents are laying down their own life for their kids. So sacrificing things that would it be for their own interest, uh, for the sake of like providing either what they consider a better future for their kids, or even just like a future for their kids, depending on the context. Um, and it's also interesting because there's a huge parallel here to, so it says that Paul he calls himself a servant to Jesus to Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. but that's exactly how Jesus Christ is represented as a servant to mm-hmm. mankind. Um, so elsewhere in the Bible, like in Mark uh, ten forty five, we have for even the Son of Man who is Jesus did not come to be ser- yeah to be served but to serve um, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So it's this idea of kind of a duality in this relationship of. Paul, in fighting the good fight, is seeking to serve God and mm-hmm. is doing so by kind of a following or I don't know the best way of phrasing <sighs> that, but um, like seeking what it is that he like God desires. But at the same time, that's what God is doing. God is putting the interests of man before his own. Mm. So it's this interesting kind of circle circle yeah circle both humbling themselves before the other Mm. and I think it definitely I don't know the thing with fight that I often the word that sometimes I think about and I'm like ah um is this idea of like having certain things you have to do in order to kind of win a fight so it's like you have to if you're thinking about an olympics or something like that or any competitive game there's rules where you have to be able to beat a certain time or you have to do Mm -hmm. something that um is better in comparison to someone else in order to quote unquote win. Um, But in this, this kind of seems to be flipped upside down where it's because it is occurring two ways. Mm. The idea of having to do something in order to, or do something specific or like take down someone else (laughs) winning comparison to 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 someone else. Yes. To beat someone else is kind of seems dismantled to a certain extent
0: because you're, you're putting, them ahead of you, right? Well, it's like you're trying to make them win the fight, yeah, instead of yourself. But then, if I could, um, just to explain a little bit, what this Christ Jesus figure is.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Like
0: who who the heck who the heck are we Oops. talking about here? <laughs> and I think you know, even in the verse, we can see called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. I think within the very verse we see who this Jesus guy is. First of all, he has apostles.
1: Right.
0: So he has people who follow him. And these people are set apart for the gospel of God. And I would say the gospel of God is Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Paul, in being a servant of Christ Jesus, is called to be his apostle. He's called to follow him, and he's set apart. He's, um, I don't know how would you describe that? He's like put in
1: it's like how you don't use a spoon to wash your teeth or to brush your teeth, you use a toothbrush, and that might be a really rough metaphor, <laughs> but I think it, I mean, I think there's something to be said for it's distinct in like your toothbrush is distinct in its role of brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Unlike any other utensil or I don't know if you call it tool, maybe that you have like in your bathroom, you have your toothbrush and that's what brushes your teeth. And obviously it breaks the metaphor might break down a little bit, but uh, I'm doing my best here. (laughs) But I think that, I mean, there's something to be said for like by Jesus Christ being set apart or sorry, Paul being set apart. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: where has a he has a specific role? He
1: has a specific role,
0: and that role being for the gospel of God. Right. So, for proclaiming this story of Jesus, the yeah, gospel. Yeah, so maybe we should talk about meaning, gospel. Gospel meaning.
1: Like what gospel means. Good news. Which is good news. Yeah. So, which is as I recently learned. Did I recently learn this? I don't know. I, I don't even know where I heard this from. Um, but someone was talking about kind of where, like, the, the uses of gospel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where. I, okay. Like, I and, think I know yeah, where. Yeah, <laughs> And gospel, like, just how commonplace it was to hear kind of good news. Mm-hmm. Um, and so good news kind of meaning more than just, oh, it's good news, but, like, news that's important that you'd get. I don't know, like, an email about in your inbox, maybe more. (laughs) Um,
0: Like baby pictures.
1: Yeah, like baby pictures. That's actually really great.
0: Like someone you know has a baby and they send you pictures. Like, here's the good news. Mm
1: -hmm. Of a baby. Or, like, wedding invitations. Or maybe not necessarily invitations, but, like, if you, like, engagement posts. Mm. When people get engaged and they post about it, it's like they're sharing this good news. Um, And obviously in pictures you don't really have the full story, but here, here the gospel kind of well, we were talking about story earlier, right? We were. We were. Oh my goodness, it's coming full circle. Um, and I, when we were talking about the Bible and kind of what is the Bible, um, I think both of us would say that the Bible is like leads to leads to Christ. It's a story, kind of ultimately mm-hmm. about the good news about the, the good news, the gospel, which is about Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I think when we say that you know this is who Paul is. This is what Paul has done. Um, I think when we look at those elements, that's what we can really say the good fight is. Yeah. Is being a servant of Christ Jesus. You know, I I think this is very much high level stuff. So this is like as broad as it gets. And then you can like... It's
1: like, what does that mean? (laughs) What does that look like? Right. You can break it down. We'll be talking about that next few episodes.
0: (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Yeah. Right, you can break it down into all of its constituent parts of, you know, these are things you can do that demonstrate being a servant of Christ Jesus.
1: Or like different parts of life that reflect it.
0: different lifestyles, different Mm -hmm. habits of mind, all these different things. But at the root, the good fight of the faith is being a servant of Christ Jesus.
1: And having that relationship with God.
0: Yes. And... That relationship um, with God, I think is very much what we talked about with relationships with other things that you're passionate about. So it's, you know, I I don't think we should think about God as a thing that we're passionate about, but, you know, thing is a very
1: broad broad term. term, Uh,
0: It it encompasses, well, anything. (laughs) Um, So when we're talking about being passionate about something and that being a relationship, mm-hmm. I think that's what we have with God is we have this relationship, which we could get more in depth in, mm-hmm. but this relationship with God that generates passion. Right. Or that passion is a characteristic element of.
1: Yeah. Passion. You and I are discussing it.
0: Well, and and passion is actually an interesting word it comes from Latin, passus, which means to suffer through. So this idea of passion, right? This is where the movie, The Passion of the Christ, it's really the suffering of the, of Christ. Um, but this idea of passion, of suffering through it, mm-hmm. you're so into this thing that you like suffer for it in your mind. Right. Um, just an interesting thought. But I think it also fits into the idea of being a servant of Christ Jesus where you're suffering here in this passion. This passion is not only a feeling of excitement, but it is a suffering of sorts for Christ. Right. And so that's what this podcast is about. Um, you know, I may be passionate about Star Wars, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, What I'm really passionate about. The thing that I would rather discuss above Star Wars, above anything, really, is this relationship with God. Because that's what I am very, 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 triple, triple very, very passionate about. And I'd imagine you would say the same.
1: Oh, I definitely would. I don't think I'd be sitting here talking to you if I didn't. (laughs) You're like... Spending my Sunday evening. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Right. And so, when we talk about the good fight being the name of this podcast now, not Mm -hmm. just this phrase in scripture, what we're talking about is, you know, we seek to explore our passion. We seek to explore what it means to have that relationship, that passionate relationship with God. And you know, how it plays out in our lives, that changes it's had in our lives, what it means to us in our lives. Um, pretty much anything you can think about of what is a relationship with God. And since we're using the word today, that passion, right. um, that not only the excitement of the relationship with God, but also this other uh, less used today <laughs> term of suffering for God what what do both of those look like
1: in our lives yeah so it's kind of I mean today we've kind of been talking about what our podcast name means this good fight mm-hmm. um where yeah where it comes from in the bible where we're referring to you where we got that name and then as you were saying like just how much it plays into our life um it's like your life into my life how it impacts it and That's what we'll hopefully be diving into more. Yes, hopefully. Um,
0: That's the plan. That's
1: the plan. Either repeating this one, (laughs) doing it take two. um, Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But maybe we'll see. Um, And then also just breaking that up, like breaking that up into pieces. So now that we've gotten to explore kind of the chain going through, or the little building blocks of pulling from the name, kind of the context Mm -hmm. behind that passage, where it's coming from, what it looked like, why. It's a relationship we care about. Um, and then what now? Next next steps. What does it look like look like in our life?
0: Next steps. Oh, that's a scary thing to think about. <laughs> we but, can take baby steps. You know, that's what we have for this week. Um, or this listen. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'd like to just say thank you, first of all, whoever's listened at this point. Thank you for listening. You know, that's the first step.
1: Yeah, we're really glad to get that you're listening to us chitter-chatter, hearing our voices. Um, very honored. If you'd like to stay up to date with The Good Fight, um, you can follow Columbia Witness on Instagram and Facebook. And that way you will know when we release more content.
0: Yeah, Columbia Witness being the uh, organization that we are... You
1: know, working un- working under
0: under yeah. as a part of. Yes, I think both of those... We are a branch. A we branch. call
1: ourselves a branch. A segment. We
0: are now. We're, we are now. <laughs> we're a branch of Columbia Witness. We've
1: declared it. <laughs> um,
0: and we'd love to also hear um, feedback from you. Um, either of those platforms, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Or you can also reach out to us via our brand new email address, witnessthegoodfight at com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on The Good Fight, where campus meets Christ.